Jude's barking. Tom Bernard show with Jude barking, and Catherine's here. Yes, I'm here. And Andy Brown Bernard. And Mike Bellina. We got uh, Kostaki Economopolis coming in. He's at Acme tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10 30. The 8 o'clock show is sold out tomorrow night. But being Greek, he's late. J- being a Greek. JB's coming in as well. Be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional body work costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, we haven't really addressed it in the first hour, but we got to address this story with Donald Trump and uh, the language that he used. And is he trying? Is he trying to get impeached? Yeah, I, I is don't he, know. he must be trying. You can't impeach the president over no, bad language. Insensitive, yeah, yeah, no, or not can't. bad language, but That's well, true. I guess it's bad language and insensitivity and all kinds of problems. Did it surprise you that CNN? Now, Fox News did not. MSNBC did. CNN did. Uh, I don't know about CNBC if they did or not. Well, who put? Yeah, I guess they're, if they're on a network like ABC, NBC, they can't. They right? well, the, some of them did. Some of them did. I mm. will tell you that. Uh, the newspaper Star Tribune has the full word right there on the front page of their uh, of their website and on the front page of their newspaper. Well, I remember when uh, President Clinton was caught doing all kinds of stuff. They were printing the word, you know, the BJ word and yeah, saying it, and I was shocked at that. Yeah, that's back true. Then, so. That is true. So yeah, I mean, you you look at his behavior, but 
and I'm not, again, I don't defend any politicians anymore. I don't care, Republican or Democrat. I don't defend any of them anymore. <laughs> it's a not happens. It is. It's a horrible <laughs> idea to defend these people because they're not human. President Donald Trump on Friday denied using certain language during a private meeting with lawmakers as fury spread over his comments about immigrants. But neither he nor the White House disputed the most controversial of his remarks using the word, and see, here it is. Yeah, I'll say, printed. I'll see, shoot hole. Oh, how about shoot Heil? There you go. I can do that. Uh, <laughs> to describe African nations and saying he would prefer immigrants from countries like Norway instead. The only reason he said that was He's... because she was in town uh, a short time ago. So it, Norway was in his head. This is not, we'd, we'd prefer white people over black people. That's not what he meant. Well, isn't Norway a Muslim country anyway? <laughs> well, they got a lot of Muslims. It's not a Muslim I, I country. Thought, but... Oh, see, I'm confused. I thought that what he was referring to, or the people, the people were, that were defending him, were saying it's the country, not the people. Yeah, that the, that the it was the governments of the countries that he was well, talking about. Yeah, it's just a fact that if someone comes from a country like that, then they're going to almost certainly go on welfare because they don't have anything. Right. And our welfare system is very overloaded right now. It is now. overloaded because we just hand it out like it was candy. We need more immigrants who can, like, have actually skills. contribute. Mm -hmm. And be good. fewer people who are fleeing from regimes or whatever. All these people who are complaining about him calling them the uh, shot hole, um, even though it's printed on the front page, it's just not my position. Yeah. That, you know, WBHR, KVBR, KDAL in Duluth. I mean, all this, the radio say, I, it's not my position to decide if they want that word on their air or not. So that's why I'm leaning the other way on the KQ Morning Show. It is what it is. Um, in any case, I have a question for all the people that are so outraged by what he said. Uh, do you want to live in Haiti? Do you want to live in Somalia? Do you want to go down the list? Of, do you, look, I'm sorry. The, re the only reflection on the people is, yes, Andy was right. If you can contribute, that's what he was talking about. Again, it sounds like I'm standing him, but I'm Statistics not. don't lie. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I mean, oh, good. <laughs> Estaki Economopolis is here. To hey, weigh everybody. in on... Hi. Just talking about the fun Donald Trump news. I understand Greece is uh, not doing so well economically. There you go, Kostaki. <laughs> is that a shot hole, too? Yeah, I Good. think that's one of the countries he was talking about. Good opening. That's true. I, had I was a, just trying to explain. I, I had a woman come go up ahead. to me after a show, and she said, you're not Greek enough. And I was like, did you not see my name mm -hmm. on the sign? Did you, <laughs> did you not look at my face, my nose, my eyebrows, the whole thing? What do you, what do you want me to do? Borrow money from a German and not pay them back? <laughs> Give out little samples of Greek olive oil, I think, maybe. I like that, though. Borrow money from a German and not give it back. That works for me. Uh, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Maybe she wanted you to be a sponge diver. Remember when I met you many, many years ago, I asked you if you were a sponge diver. And you... I can't, very few people even know that reference. That's hilarious to me. They, yeah, they really don't, do they? There's a little enclave of those characters in, uh, outside of Tampa. In a little yeah, tarpon, tarpon Springs. Tarpon, tarpon Springs. Springs. That's right. Yep. That's it exactly. <laughs> now, it's kind of funny because this morning on the KQ Morning Show, I used the entire word. But since this show is on several radio stations throughout the uh, state, 
I can't really use the word because I don't have permission from all of the radio stations to use it. Oh, that's so interesting. I can't really do that. You were going crazy this morning. It was hilarious. I was not going crazy. I was reporting the news. <laughs> like a kid in a candy store, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you said, yes. Oh, when we first started the podcast and he could uh, swear. Oh, it was great. Oh, my. It was it was bad. After 30-something years of mainstream radio. Yep. <laughs> yes. I can funny. finally tell people to go after themselves. It was wonderful. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> but uh, the question I was asking, because people are, are very upset about this, and, oh, my God, it's the worst thing that anyone's ever said. But I, I, I would like to know how many people who are complaining would, would, would move to Somalia or would move to Haiti or move to any of the countries he's talking about, and that would be zero. Yeah. Now, if you go there to help them, because your your niece goes to Haiti to help the people, right? Yes. Yeah, she goes there to help uh, the school children and all that. So, but yeah, live they dig there. wells and build schools and such. Wow, um, that's great. Yeah, she does. But Senator Dick Durbin, the only Democrat in the room, disputed the president's account. He said the president said he didn't say that, by the way. Right. Uh, he said these hate-filled things, and he said them repeatedly, Durbin said. Durbin added, when the question was about Haitians, he said, Haitians, do we need more Haitians? <laughs> Trump took a particular issue with the characterization of his comments on Haiti. The Washington Post reported that during the meeting, Trump said immigrants from Haiti should be left out of any new agreement approved by Congress. Um, I will tell you this, as people who spend some time down in, in South Florida, uh, the, the crime rate in ha the Haitian areas is way through the roof. Haiti is one of the highest murder rates in the world. Yeah, it is one of the highest murder rates in the world. They've got a very corrupt government, and their people are not doing it's like you well. know it sucks right. if you're born there but if you come here then you came from an area where murder is like you know pretty much normal and you're going to be bringing that over here and you don't really know any better so technically it's really not their fault but it's still like you know i guess tough no i'm gonna have to clean this up uh because it's, um one of my favorite scenes in history was from Blazing Saddles, when the mayor of the town, Mayor Johnson, stood up and said, and he didn't use these words, but I'm going to use them because I don't need the headache. He said, we'll take the blacks and the Chinese, but we don't want the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> so there have been immigration problems all the way back to Blazing Saddles. Right. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Only he didn't say blacks and Chinese. He didn't say that. He said something else. <laughs> I got the tiniest hint of that once when I was uh, when I was a kid in college. I went to uh, the UK for a summer. I got one of those uh, like a work visa that was good for just a few mm. months. And I was the anti-Irish sentiment. I was wandering around the streets of London looking for a pub job. And on more than one occasion, when I said my name, I got kind of a grimace kind of thing. Like Greeks to you did? Greeks to them at the oh. time were they were the day laborers that were coming in and some of them were causing troubles, and so it was the only time I ever felt the tiniest hint of you know my being an underclass and sort of not like an ethnic group that nobody wanted anything to do with. I'd never felt that before or since actually. I've been really yeah. lucky. That is so so weird to me that 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 would have happened that you would have never uh, felt that when I was talking to you before. <laughs> I just assumed it was personal and not ethnic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was personal, not ethnic. It was a whole different deal. Well, what this story does for me is proves that Donald Trump cannot learn. No, he can't. He just can't learn. 
He's he's at a stage in his life where learning is just. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not learning. I refuse to learn. Oh, why don't they like record those meetings so we know what was really said? Mm, they should. Because yeah. it's not recorded. Some guy just said that Trump said that, and then Trump is saying that he didn't say that. And so, really, we have no idea. Do we know who reported that he said it? Who were the first person was that reported he said it? It was some, like, it was a Democrat that he had a meeting with, a senator maybe. So it's a guy who had a vested interest in making Trump look bad, which yeah. is the and other problem. Once again, why would you say that in somebody that wants you to look bad? Right. That's, yeah. that's yeah. where he can't learn. Good. But right. did he, though? Who we knows? Don't know. We don't know if he said it or not. Well, he certainly does have said a lot of times. credibility in terms of saying X and then going, no, I never said X. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he does not have a lot of credibility when it's, I never said that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you absolutely did. But um, I don't know. I, I, I just look at our presidents that we've had over the past, oh, Tom's lifetime. <laughs> Honestly, I did. When I was born, I believe Harry Truman was the president of the United States when I was born. Is that right? Former member of the KKK. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, former member of the KKK, that's a great place to start there, Tom. That's wonderful. Uh, you just go down the whole list, and it's just—it's just not good. You got—it's uh, just not good. Well, it's not good. You, you got <laughs> Donald Trump dropping the shot hole line, and you got—you uh, got Bill Clinton with his uh, DNA all over everyone's dress, his and exploits. it's like, oh God, can any of you behave for one minute? <laughs> George Bush playing the guitar in Katrina. Exactly. Yes, exactly. He was playing the guitar. Oh, wait, that surfing. wasn't Katrina. That or was it Katrina? Katrina. They showed him surfing. <laughs> oh. They superimposed his image on a surfboard over the floods in New Orleans. That was really nice. During some um, disaster, he went down there and like played the guitar for people. Yeah, he for did. For some reason. He did in fiddle. Like it was a very him. strange thing to do. But the only guy who didn't do something like that is, of course, Kostaki's good buddy, Jimmy Carter, another Georgian. <laughs> My good uh, buddy. <laughs> he was just kind of laid back and... Uh, I heard a guy on on Jeopardy the other night. He was being interviewed by Alex Trebek, and he's he's talking about you know one one of the most interesting moments of his life is he ran into former President Jimmy Carter, and he's he had always wanted to shake hands with the president, just I guess any president, but he walked by Jimmy Carter and he said I I I got I froze I didn't stick my hand out, and he said "Uh, good afternoon Mr. President, and Jimmy Carter nodded his head and said have a wonderful day. And walked by. So he said he would have shaken his hand, but but I forgot to stick my hand out. <laughs> so he didn't do it. Jimmy Sounds Carter's like the only... Pre- I Google... I was going to say, ahead. Jimmy's the only president I've ever met. I had, well, you uh, met oh. Jimmy. He, had a, he has a policy. Whenever he flies commercial, which he does a lot, he shakes the hand of every person on the flight. And totally by chance, I was on some Atlanta, New York flight, and I ended up sitting next to a Secret Service guy, and I was kind of chatting with him about that job. And uh, he was the one who informed me that Jimmy Carter would be getting on any minute and coming down and shaking all of our hands. <laughs> it was I wonder great. why he does that. It's an interesting. He's done it for like 25 years or something. He, that's his, well, that's, that's his I thing. I googled Jimmy Carter controversies. Uh, they're not a whole lot. No, not a whole lot of controversy with and Jimmy Carter. One of them is when he was on a boat in a river, a rabbit swam toward him. 
A rabbit? Like oh. aggressively. How can so that they, be a controversy? I don't know. It's all they relative. Fire? A, a swamp rabbit was going after them. Swamp rabbit? Yeah. But <laughs> then they like it's shoot, missing its front teeth. They shoot it away and then it left. Didn't no, Jimmy so it Carter? Left, they didn't kill it. Isn't Carter the one that had uh, did the Playboy interview and he talked about having yeah, lust was in his heart? A bad idea. Yes. What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, why he would. <laughs> he would interview for that magazine. No. <laughs> holding up the Not presidential, uh, holding up the presidential fort. There was his brother Billy, who was a complete imbecile. I've looked yeah. on a lot of women with lust. I've committed adultery in my heart many times. Yeah, that's a weird thing to say. Adultery in my heart. That's as, that's as much as we got on that guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> that is rather interesting, isn't it? That was one of the top He's a ten. real man. That was one of the top ten unfortunate political one-liners. I could see that. It's not really a one-liner. <laughs> no. It is in one line, though. So, basically... Uh, <laughs> this whole oh my god there are a lot of comments Could, uh, in the star tribune on the star tribune webpage alone startribune.com that story and i have not uh, updated it in the past 15 minutes already has 912 comments uh-huh <laughs> can you imagine the comment i'll just read a couple no no if you can i'm not going to i'm not going with the real long ones i can't do those real long ones no the ones where they all start infighting about somebody else's comment Tobin06 says, I didn't like his delivery, but is he wrong? Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Charfield says, Xenophobes of the world unite. <laughs> Text 21, the fact that he can man up and own his own remarks magnifies the whole situation. He's a coward. Trump is losing ground among all demographics except his core racist base. <laughs> At least we now have an accurate number of who they are. And this is a very Minnesota comment section, huh? Oh, it's a very Minnesota comment section. <laughs> Uh, who could a node? Who could a node? What? Uh, which just proves they're also deplorable. A psychopath with runaway dementia. That's Trump. And that's on a good day for him. Actually, he's a classic sociopath with Alzheimer's. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Settle down, everyone. We'll be back. More with Kostaki Economopolis next. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill with their patented Easy Level system. Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Visit Flow at the Minneapolis Boat Show at the Convention Center January 11th through the 14th. Say you heard this ad on KQ and received $50 off your purchase. Stop by Friday night between 6 and 7 to meet professional hockey star Ryan Suter, a proud owner and spokesperson for Flow Dock and Lift Systems. Or visit their website at floeintl.com. Flow Docks and Lifts, a better way.
wasn't Melina rocking out. <laughs> well, it's uh, Friday. Getting everybody wound up for Kostaki's Acme shows. Yep. You're damn right. <laughs> Including the sold-out one tomorrow night. Thank you, KB. Way to go. <laughs> All these Welcome. people. All these people that want to go see Kostaki tomorrow night, and they can't go because he's had the had the nerve to sell out. They can go tonight. <laughs> they can go, go to the late show tomorrow night. Late shows. Late tonight, shows are late nutty show. and fun. Come to those. That's true. That's very, very nutty true. Nutty and fun, like my show. Oh, <laughs> um, okay, Kostaki, you're coming back for the Super Bowl. Briefly. Oh, excuse me. For the, for oh. the big game. Uh, I don't say the words Super Bowl. You can say you, Super Bowl as long as you're not advertising something, I oh, think. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I was going to really know what the rule What's, is. What is the rule on that? What are they protecting? Yeah. I guess if you can't, you can't say it in an ad, you, so in other words, you can't make money from saying uh, the words Super Bowl. You also cannot yeah. say it if you're a Vikings fan because, uh, yeah, let's not <laughs> jinx it. <laughs> you could say lost Super Bowl. <laughs> Can? You could say that, yeah, absolutely. Um, the reason I'm asking if you are coming back, are you going to go to the game, Kostaki? Not the game. I'm just going to come back and do the the media night thing where they introduce the players and you run around and mm-hmm. interview everybody, and I'll hop around and right. do all the all the radio row stuff, and then uh, Tuesday nights the media party. I'll do a bunch of Wednesday morning radio, and I'm hitting the road back to New York. So okay, so you're going to be here. You're going to be here when through when. I guess uh, Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, Monday afternoon through Wednesday afternoon. It's going to be pretty brief. I kind of picked the the things I needed to do, and I crammed them all together, and I'm just going to come do them all and run home. So basically we're going to have dinner either Monday or Tuesday night. That's it. Yeah, let's have dinner. I love that idea. Negroes here, by the way. Negro. We'll take the Negroes and the Chinese, but we don't want the Irish. (laughs) That's not what he said. He didn't say Negroes either. I bet he didn't. (laughs) No, he did not. (laughs) Not in that movie. (laughs) What movie is it when he goes, Negro, that's all you had to say? What what movie was that in? Was that in... uh... Oh, man. Oh, what movie was it? Come on, JB. It was by... uh... Pulp Fiction? Yes. Yes, it was Pulp Fiction. Yes. It was Pulp Fiction. Yes. There you have Samuel it. Samuel Jackson you, said it. That's correct. Kostaki, uh, the reason I asked you if you're going to be here for the Super Bowl, because uh, apparently the average ticket price this morning is $4,809 for one ticket. Wow. What? Well, it's once in a lifetime. $4,809. It is once in a hey, lifetime. Hey, does anybody know about this show, The Illusionists? I've heard the promos, but I don't know anything about yeah. that. They're like 800 bucks a ticket. 600, 800 bucks a ticket. Wow. They're coming here, and I was like, yeah. To sit here and be fooled. I don't know. Yeah, there's like six magicians. Why would you pay that kind of money? I got fooled getting getting into radio. I don't know if that was (laughs) smart. It's it's, worked out for you somehow. Oh, yeah, maybe. The illusionist. It's a vexing question about super. Yeah, exactly. I was an illusionist. (laughs) Now, have you seen The Illusionist? No, I don't know anything about that show. I, I didn't either. I, that's why I was shocked to see the ticket prices. The, the first Shock trick is done. they make your wallet disappear. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You got that yeah. goes, huh? Uh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm embarrassed by <laughs> Oh, this is, in, this is interesting because in 2017, the average price at this moment, 30 days from the game, was $6,000. Well, the game's no longer 30 days away. What are they talking about? Right. Hmm. <laughs> Nine, there's only 23 days away, right? 
It's three weeks from Sunday. It's soon. So. Yeah, the game's three weeks from Sunday. So I don't know if they're talking about 30 days from the game. Uh, 2017, it was $6,000. In 2013, the average at this time was just over $3,000. So we're leaning toward the high mark, the high water mark. The tracker also indicates the average number of tickets sold every day. It's about 70 tickets a day at $4,800. Wow. If that team in purple makes it, it's going to be... Oh, much higher. Man. JBA, I'm afraid much, I'm going to have to higher. ask you to leave. <laughs> I said that team in purple. I didn't yeah. say which team. There's other teams <laughs> in purple. There's other teams. <laughs> yeah, other teams. Who in else is in purple? <laughs> <laughs> the Ravens. The Ravens. All right. The playoffs. <laughs> Ravens are in purple, though, so if they make it, you didn't say they were going to make it. Ravens couldn't beat Andy yeah, Dalton. Andy Dalton. They have to stay home. <laughs> Oh God! That's, I think that's Jacksonville true. has a little purple in their uniform. Do Not they? much. Jacksonville, just Isn't a little. University of Maryland helmets. Those outfits are so. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a you color like for your helmet. That's true. Come on, that's ridiculous. No, you're right. I've actually you're warmed right. up to the matte finish here in this town, but I, I do not the accept the two-tone helmet thing. It's different color <laughs> in the front and the back. Boo. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It's to confuse <laughs> offense or defense. I don't even like the cars. People buy these very expensive cars and then have a matte finish put on the car. I think it looks yeah, terrible. Yeah, there's one in our parking garage that's got that. I, it doesn't look like it's finished. Yeah, like, it looks like yeah. it's, yeah. It, looks like it should yeah. have gone in for another coat. I just did that's true. 22 softball helmets with a matte finish Oh yeah. today. Oh, you did? Decals Seems like Matt's coming back. Actually, it's been back for a while in athletics. It's actually starting to leave again now. Hmm. Oh. So. Oh. On oh, the matte finishes? Yep. On helmets. Yep. Uh, well, it just looks like a helmet that's been out in the sun too long. Yeah, it, right. does, it doesn't look finished. I agree. It, no. Helmets are supposed to be shiny. Come on now. <laughs> I wonder if it would be legal for an NFL team to use, like, Dazzle camo as their colors. <laughs> like, Probably not. Random pink and black squares so their opponents don't know what the hell they're looking at. <laughs> Grass green uniforms. That would be terrible. Well, you're giving athletes way too too much credit, Andy. To think that that can confuse them. <laughs> so now, I want you guys to do me a favor with Kostaki there. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's only a few blocks away after the show today. Uh, Kostaki asked me if you guys would do this, so I said I'd, I'd be the spokesperson for it. He wants you to go over and take a picture of him with his arm around the Mary Tyler Moore statue. <laughs> I was wondering where this is going. I'll leave that up to Mike. That'll be Molina. Yeah. It's cold out Molina's there. got to do that one. I can do it. Yeah. I, it I, is cold. I catch my bus over there. I love Mary Tyler Moore. I, I, me too. Oh, wonderful. I love the show from the Dick Van Dyke show. It's so great. Oh, it was, Rob. No Oh. oh, Rob. <laughs> there we go. Who can turn the oh. world on with her smile? Who can take a nothing day and suddenly. You know, Kostaki, you could buy the house, too. Is that right? No. Oh, they finally just sold. sold. Oh, okay. They took a bath on that. They yeah. did. They took a huge bath on How much product. were they trying oh, to speak- sell it for? Uh, I, think they, I think they bought it for like $2.6 million and Fools. they tried to sell it for $3 million and it sold for like $1.2 million. <laughs> Here we go. They found a buyer in August. There you go. Oh, they did. Yes. I mean, 
Yeah, the house is listed around 1.7. Isn't it pretty yeah, basic? Over two. It's, yeah, it's a big house. It's a big it's, house. Yeah, it's relatively big. I don't think it's worth three million or what, even close to that. Where but. is it? Is it Lind- not London Hills? Um, Kenwood. Kenwood. Uh, Kenwood. Yeah. Well, Kenwood just off of. Yeah, it's uh, on the north side of uh, Lake of the Isles. Just off of Lake of the Isles, exactly. <laughs> now here's the closing price in October. So it's been sold for a while. Oh, it has. One point four five. Ooh. One point four five, and That's, they paid what two five two six for it? Two nine. Two Ooh. nine. Oh God. That is a bath. Talk about taking it in the shorts, ladies and gentlemen. Well, they bought it in 2007, which is yep. the worst possible time oh, yeah. in recent history well, of a house. True. Hopefully, he got a corporate transfer that took care of that. I was going to ask you, uh, relative lady, can they write the loss off? Well, it I depends. Wonder. Oh, it does depend? You, you might be able to write that loss off? You might be able to, depending on... All kinds of stuff. It was a cash buy. Uh, it just all depends on a lot of stuff. You Tem- got, ask yeah. a tax accountant. <laughs> tax accountant would know I better. never give tax advice. Oh, they still have the Mary Tyler Moore table uh, placard uh, up there at the IDS. In there the, you in go, the Kostaki, You can have a little piece of Minneapolis history. <laughs> I want you to make a complete fool of yourself and go have your picture taken with everything Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Go on the MTM tour. I'll do it. That would be so great. You just this is the foolish friend of mine, Kostaki Kalamopoulos. Is, is is somebody bright enough to be doing that for the Super Bowl for like tourism? That's a they good question. They should be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I was in I, uh, the deal I was in Louisville once, and I was on stage, and I asked him about the bourbon tour. You can go on this tour that goes around to the different places. Oh. And I said, how long does the bourbon tour take? And a guy goes, 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the bourbon tour for 30 years. I'm still on it. <laughs> oh, my God. All these, I, I was talking about all these uh, these restaurants. Got This uh, small East Caribbean barbecue is closing after. After a decade, after 19 years, Roseville's beloved roast beef restaurant, Maverick, is closing. And one of them got killed in a car accident. He and his family, oh didn't God. he and his family really? all get killed in a car accident? I don't know. I yeah. think. <clears throat> Not good. You man. heard about San, uh, Sam's Club, right? Yeah, they closed in St. Louis Park. Yeah, that's my Sam's Club, of course. Oh, it is? It's your Sam's Club? Mm-hmm. Well, how about Costco? No, I don't do Costco. <laughs> Why are they closing Sam's Club? That seems like an odd thing to be 60 closing. Of them. They closed sixty of them, Ooh. and that was the local one here that got it. They and they didn't and tell was... they didn't tell their workers. They just showed up to work, and the doors were closed. Yeah, but see, it's showed funny because they snuck the that in. Remember, we talked about Walmart yesterday handing out those thousand dollar bonuses. Yep, for twenty years, but they forgot to mention, hey, we're closing a bunch of Sam's Clubs. <laughs> and what did Nancy Pelosi refer to the thousand dollar bonuses as? Oh yeah, like bribe that money change was. No, she referred to it as crumbs. Crumbs. No. Oh, yeah. Don't tell people that a thousand bucks is crumbs. They'll hate you immediately. Yeah, if you I do saw that. on Twitter somebody posted that Nancy Pelosi's bar bill for her private airplanes was like a hundred thousand. Yeah. Well, she's married to a billionaire. <laughs> for a year, I'm like, that's a lot of alcohol for yes, one it is. person, even. Even on a private airplane, I would guess. Even Nancy? <laughs> Is Nancy a booze hound? She, she does have a booze houndy look about her. 
I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> don't you think? I she kind of does. Yeah, I don't know. I never thought that. Yeah, she does. And she kind of looks like a like a, a bar a, a bar soap. Well, and she's always outraged. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> yeah, she, that's right. She's always she is always outraged. That's she, true. Come on, let's, drunk, I mean, sir. she's no sloppy Steve. I mean, when he came onto the circuit oh, last no, year, oh no, 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 man, took it to a whole Stocky, new level. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Will you take a gander at Steve Bannon? Would you hire him to do anything? <laughs> I mean, anything. Like, shovel your driveway. I wouldn't hire him. Uh, I, it's funny. I thought the same thing when all the Weinstein stories were breaking. I was like, that's the guy? Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's true. <laughs> well, at How about first, that picture with... I thought they were talking about Harvey. And I was like, oh? But then I remember Harvey's gay. So Harvey who? Weinstein. No, no, he is the one that was hitting on oh, all the women. What was the, the the one that's gay then? Get your get your Harvey's there isn't right. One, there right. isn't a gay one, is there? I thought there was a because gay Bob Weinstein. Weinstein's his brother. I'm getting my. Oh, Weinstein. you're talking about you're talking about Harvey Firestein. Steen. There we go. Oh, very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he kind of talks like this. You right. heard him talk. He talks oh, like yeah. this. Yes, yeah. he's gay. Yeah, it's Harvey Firestein, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, so. I think, I think so. it's I think it's Harvey. Yeah, I think so. Well, you probably open for him. <laughs> Who are you talking to, me or Stuart? Stuart. It's Stuart. Oh, it's Stuart. Stuart. It's Stuart, I think. Stuart oh, Fire. No, it's not. It's Harvey Firestein. Um, it's Harvey Firestein. It is Harvey Firestein. Yeah, yeah, there right. you go. Just oh. Harvey Jew. He talks like this. <gasps> Harvey Jew. Oh, yes, sure. that'll be very nice. We apologize in advance. Uh, way to go. <laughs> no, it's he's, just like Larry David in Curve when he's talking to the blacks when they come from Katrina. Oh. The blacks. Yes, that was magnificent. <laughs> well, My name Kostaki. should be Larry Jew. <laughs> Kostaki's sitting here going, what have I got yeah. myself into? Yeah. And no, they were literally, their last name was Black. Yeah, yeah Black. They were the Blacks. Yeah, Black. And your name is Black. My name should be Larry Jew. Yeah. That's what he said. You know, the, fun, the funniest thing in that year was when Seinfeld was sitting in his office, in Larry David's office. And Larry's secretary was wearing a tube top, and she kind of had the uh, the what's that called again? The when your fat hangs over your belt. Uh, muffin Damn top. It. There's a muffin name. Top? The muffin top. Yeah. The muffin. Yeah, muffin top. There you go. So she was. It's the best part of the muffin. <laughs> she, she came. It is the best part of the muffin. You're absolutely right. She came over and is standing next to Seinfeld, the and he stares at the muffin top, and she goes, "Do you?" I don't know. I can't make up my mind. I, do you like how I look in this top or not? I don't know if I should wear this top. I don't know if I shouldn't wear this top. And Simon goes, ah, just go with your gut. <laughs> 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 Which I enjoyed immensely. That's, that's pretty good. We will be right back. Kostaki Economopolis. You can, there's three shows you can see, but that fourth one is sold out, so you're out. Sorry. <laughs> He's that big a deal. Get them while they're hot. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> Tom Bernard here. Minneapolis is gearing up for the biggest football event of the year. And you've probably heard the myth that you should wait until after the big game to sell your home. What? If you're thinking about selling, now is the time. Why? Because buyers are hungry and most sellers aren't even in the game. But the real key is fielding the right team. And that's my buddy Chris Lindahl's team with REMAX Results. REMAX is America's number one real estate franchise. And the Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team. Why? Because they've got the right game plan and the best players at the skill positions. They know how to market your home. They know how to use social media. And they know how to win. On average, the Chris Lindahl team sells a home every nine hours for over the MLS average. 
Don't wait until after the big game to get a big win on selling your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD, and the first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two KQRS callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Get a free staging package and win big on selling your home before the big game. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes. So let me see. Your last, your last name is Black. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's like if my last name was, was Jew, like Larry Jew. Because <laughs> I'm Jewish. Well, we really yeah. do appreciate y'all letting us stay with you. We, we really, really do. do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. No, but don't you see? Because no, no, you're, you're Black. Let <laughs> 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 them get the humor. No. Just that's, wonderful. That show's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is. No, well, it what, this year, uh, not so much. Yeah. I watched a few episodes this year, and I thought it was terrible, and I didn't watch anymore. It was just <laughs> not funny. The look on their faces, just, though, because they're picking them up that baggage claim, and, you know, they're just leaving their land, or their homes and, you know, ravaged Katrina, and the look on their faces when he says Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Jew. They should be Larry Jew. <laughs> yeah, way to go. You know, I love Jeff Garland in that show. I, see, I think he's hilarious. He's great on that show. The, the, he really is good on that show. There's no getting around it. Isn't he on Meet the Goldbergs? Yes, yep. he's on the Goldbergs. I love his wife, Her. though. Susie, just... Susie makes Jeff just that much better, though. Yeah. Susie. Oh, Susie Espen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you ever worked with Susie Espen, Kostaki? I never have. Weirdly, I know Jeff's actual wife. Uh, oh, you do? She was buddies with my ex, so I, I would I would hang. I I spent a lot of time with her, and I met Jeff briefly. He's a big fantasy football nut, so we bonded over that. Um, oh, I see. I, but I don't know Esmond. I don't I don't know. Oh, I've her on this show. Yeah, she's, she's been on this. Yeah. Show. She's great. I totally buy her as that character. It's really fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, you do. You can't quote her because she swears <laughs> all the time. <laughs> That's true. It's a very good point. I'm looking at the interior of new General Motors vehicle they're putting out. GM's eerie new car, look, ma, no steering wheel. It shows uh, the front seat, and there's no steering wheel in the car. That is mm. really weird. Oh, that is weird. It makes you kind of nervous. How do you steer? I mean, the, the, so if something happens, you can't yeah. take out? Nope. No manual overrides a bad idea. Nope. What do you do with your hands? A question usually reserved for people posing for photographs or performing a monologue can now be asked by potential buyers of General Motors' newest self-driving car. That's because the latest incarnation has no steering wheel or accelerator or brake pedal. Swapping out those manual controls for interior screens, CNN reports the layout with The Verge, it's called, uh, which The Verge calls kind of eerie, features a dashboard with a console situated smack in the middle of a driver and passenger seats, with nothing but blank real estate in front of both. The revamped electric Chevy Bolt from Cruise Automation, uh, GM's autonomous vehicle arm, is set to be tested in 2019 and will eventually be shipped out to serve in ride-hailing services in certain U.S. cities. It's an interesting to share uh, with everybody, GM President Dan Amon, or Amon, says. 
but there are some logistical hurdles for GM to clear for what Wired calls its robotic, uh, robo-chariot, including getting the National Highway Safety uh, Traffic Administration to let 2,500 of the cars, the maximum number allowed, off the hook on 16 safety requirements, <laughs> such as having an airbag in the steering wheel. Moo does there's no steering wheel. The company's <laughs> petition to the NHTSA doesn't ask for an exemption per se, Amon explains but simply the ability to meet the safety standards in different ways, such as putting the aforementioned airbag on the driver's side where the steering wheel would have been, which notes this is well, the fourth generation of companies with autonomous cars in just 18 Okay, months. so you're, you're sitting in the driver's seat. Correct. And somebody else smashes into you. Yes. You, don't, you don't have an airbag. No, That's you not, do have an airbag. They, I just said well, that. Well, but they're trying to get it so that you don't have one. No. So that makes no sense. No, you weren't paying attention. Yes, I was. No, you were not. No. Right. I just talked about the fact that that, it, that the airbag is where the steering wheel would have been. Who's driving the car? So That's what I don't, don't understand. Do is this? That's an it's, auto. It's autonomous. It drives Purely itself. Purely autonomous, yeah. So you can get drunk and jump in there and you're fine? No DUIs? That's the idea. I guess. And you're not driving it, so I assume. I assume you, you can ride in a car when you're drunk, so I suppose you could ride in this one because you're not driving it. Well, I still think manual override's a good idea. Mm, I do, too. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, something could go wrong. Not when you're drunk, mm, yeah. though. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, that's you... true. But it's like, you know, what if the GPS gets caught in a loop or something and doesn't know where to stop? It's like, how do you make it stop? Just put one of those baby driving wheels in there to make yourself feel better. I agree. With a little horn it's, on yeah, it. Yeah, a little horn. It seems crazy that there's not an all, another way to do it. That's, uh, uh-huh. yikes. Yikes. Yeah, I... Uh, I agree with you guys. I just don't think have, not having a steering wheel there is a good idea. Well, at what all. happens if something fails on the car, like a sensor, and you're like very, very far away from home? Tough right. op, sister. Yeah. Guess, yeah. Yeah. Tough op. And how many times has GPS told you that, you know, the entrance to a building is like in the middle of a highway when it's actually <laughs> yeah. you had to exit or, and or, loop around? Or, yeah. or right. the building is in the, yeah, exactly in, in right. the body of water. Yeah, exactly. You'll be fine. So you guys aren't buying autonomous vehicles? Not unless I can <laughs> Not yet. fix its bad mistakes. Well, you know, Ralph Basham, That's the, his dream is to own an autonomous uh, vehicle. Yep. he wants one really bad. I'll get one yeah. when I'm, like, 70 and they've finally made them worthwhile. So you're going to wait for 40 years to make the move? <laughs> it's probably about how long it'll take. <laughs> 40 years? To make them like, yeah, to make them worth buying, yeah. And you can look. It'll, at, it'll oh, take maybe. a while. And you can look at people and say, "I remember we we used to steer these things ourselves." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Well, technically, I remember manual transmission, which is insane to me. It's, there are still cars. Yeah, like that. people choose manual. It's like why? It's supposed to have better gas mileage. Well, yeah, they're maybe fun to like drive too. One percent better. Yeah. Well, I mean, could, sure, if you're like on you're on a NASCAR track or something, but if I'm in the middle of the city yeah. and I'm going an average of two miles no. per hour, it's they're, not super fun. They're not good in the city, no. True, true that. Yeah, I would imagine not. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota especially. If you're anywhere near a city, you're not going uh, the speed limit. Oh, God, this is the most obnoxious comment I've ever seen. Talking about the autonomous car. What do you do with your hands? George 939 <laughs> says, but what do you do with your hands? Depends on who's in the car yeah, with me. That's right. Oh, uh, saw that coming. Such a player. No, <laughs> no steering he wheel. Meant, Makes oral sex a lot easier. A... 
Sure. He meant if there's a priest, you'd like, you know, clasp your hands together and confess. Oh, that's what he meant. That's what yeah, he meant. That's what he, okay, that's Thanks what he meant. Thanks for clearing that up. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> or like if there's a, if you're knitting. You can knitting. Knit. knitting, yeah. If you're knitting. That's probably what he meant. Chips in a bottle. <laughs> I just, uh, oh, this is a sad story. <laughs> this 21-year-old kid thought he had all the answers uh, with the flu. I just think he ignored it, cost him his life, says the mother of Kyler Bauman, a 21-year-old Pennsylvania man who died just days after Christmas. The cause? Organ failure due to septic shock caused by influenza. Ooh. The flu-related death is getting outsized attention in part because of Bauman's chosen career. He was studying to be a personal trainer, as described by his mother as into physical fitness, and frequently posted photos of himself lifting weights to Facebook, reports the Washington Post. Beverly Bauman tells WPXI he seemed run down over the Christmas holidays and came home from work early on the 26th. Uh, she says he thought rest would be a cure-all, but by the following day, he was in the ER, and on the 28th, he was dead. Yikes. Very un- I, f- I feel like he had some underlying condition yeah, or something. Yeah, because usually oh, it's really? just the, the very flu- young and the very old that might die from the flu, right? Not the a reason healthy- the flu killed right. people it was dehydration. Like, you know, the sweating, diarrhea, that kind of thing. But, I mean, unless he just, like, stopped drinking water, then I have a feeling that's not what it was. Yeah, it was something else. If he went to the ER, they, I'm sure they gave him fluids. Yeah. Septic from the flu? I don't know. That's very strange. Well, you don't think it was the flu that killed him? Well, I mean, it could have been. It just, like, how did the uh, flu, Yeah, it caused sepsis. Well, it says here, he dying from the flu is far from unheard of. CDC figures show 6.7% of all deaths in the U.S. during the week ending uh, December 16th were related to pneumonia or the flu. It also notes that the flu was widespread in 46 states in the last week of 2017, with Hawaii, Maine, New Hampshire, and New Jersey reporting regional flu activity. But uh, NBC10 notes that the very old, the very young, and those with fragile immune systems are most at risk, indeed, of... Uh, <laughs> Is it like we said? <laughs> yeah, like you said, true. Uh, 18 flu deaths reported thus far in Pennsylvania for the flu season. Bowman's is the only one in the eight, uh, the 19 to 49 age group. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Very odd. The yeah. only one. So you still don't know why he uh, would have died? Yeah, sepsis from the flu is very strange. Maybe he had like AIDS or something. Uh, possibly. Yeah, maybe. That's a possibility, I suppose. That's one of the only things I can think of. Hey, you ever worked with uh, John Travolta, Kostaki? Speaking of AIDS. Oh. Oh, God. That's great. <laughs> well, you you segued it. I was going to say, how did we make that leap? Yeah. He yeah. didn't make the leap. I never have. The reason I brought his name, I never have either. I've never even talked to him, but apparently uh, I love this. Creepy things everyone just ignores about John Travolta. <laughs> How'd you like to read the newspaper one morning? <laughs> yes, we've got a story about how creepy you are and all the creepy things about you. Top five's got to be Scientology, to... right? Uh, yeah. ooh, we're going to find out. Uh, that time he took photobombing a little too far. I don't remember that one. It's a classic love story, really. Boy meets girl, boy asks girl to marry him. And then an uninvited John Travolta shows up to celebrate during the wedding festivities two days in a row. Uh, 
Yeah, seriously, that actually happened. John first found his way into a couple's wedding rehearsal pictures, wearing blue jeans, a black tee, and a black hat. The very next day, he showed up to the newlyweds' actual wedding, getting in on a few of their photos, sporting the same exact clothes he was wearing the day before. And to make sure he really got in on the I-do action, he posed for pictures with the bride and groom and then their entire wedding party. Well, what? I mean, maybe they asked him to. He really, really, really needed attention that day. I don't think they asked him to. Oh, God. I, yeah, oh. There's always been a lot of controversy surrounding John Travolta and Scientology. There you go. Kostaki yeah. nailed it. Uh, while he's adamant about his undying devotion to the religion, I still love a religion uh, where you're following a guy who wears a skipper hat. <laughs> <laughs> a guy who on tape many years prior said, if you ever want to make a lot of money, start a religion. <laughs> yes, that's right. He did say that. Start a religion. Who, was he wrong? No, he was not wrong. <laughs> who writes oh science God. fiction novels for a living. Yeah. 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 That's what he did. And where did the skipper part come in, the boat part come in? I don't know. He had, just wanted to be he, a little taller. He's always been drawn to nautical, and they use some of the language from that world in the different right. tiers of Scientology. Himself, yeah. I think he called himself the Admiral. He yeah. did? I think so. I think so, too. Or people call him the Admiral or something like that. Oh, uh, God. Well, he's adamant about his undying devotion to the religion. It got a little bizarre when he tried to play healer to an ailing Marlon Brando who had showed up to an event in a great deal of leg pain. Josh Brolin was attending the same event and saw the entire scene unfold, telling the New Yorker that he saw Travolta tell Brando that he'd reached a new level in Scientology, then touched Brando's leg where he was hurting, and the late actor closed his eyes. I watched this process going on. It was very physical. I was thinking, this is really effing bizarre, Brolin said. (laughs) Then after 10 minutes, Brando opened his eyes and said, that really helped. I actually feel different. However, Travolta's attorney reportedly told the New Yorker that Brolin's story was pure fabrication, (laughs) that he just made it up. (laughs) Yeah, Travolta is one odd cat, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yes. I met met Brolin at a thing, and he thought I was somebody else. And he (laughs) ran over and, like, goes, hey, man, and gave me a big hug and everything. And I just kind of smirked, and he looked at me closer, and he goes, oh, you're not. And he just turned around and walked away. (laughs) Well, did you know who he thought you were? No, I have no idea. But it was, I got to tell you, I don't normally care about that sort of star (laughs) stuff. But when, like, a super (laughs) handsome Hollywood guy runs over with a giant smile and gives you a big hug, it was like, "Mm, this is nice. (laughs) I was trying to think of who he he might think you were. Uh, so you, he said the name, but you didn't recognize the name. No, it was, yeah, it was some yeah. Oh, you're not Greg or whatever. I'm like, oh, no, I had, sorry, I had a similar run-in one time with that on campus of a girl I knew. Uh, I saw her, and you know, JB coughing gets really, really mm-hmm. busy, especially around lunch hour. So, you know, this short blonde girl. Wearing a North Face, there's hundreds of those running around yes, on campus. <laughs> so yeah, I go up behind her, this girl who I think I know, and I pick her up because oh. we had that oh, kind of relationship. God. We were dating. Oh, God. But I pick her up because I'm a big guy and she's like 5'4, 110 pounds. And I lift her up and I'm lifting her up and I look up and I'm like, oh my God, this is not Ashley. <laughs> and I'm in oh, front whoops. of every. I'm like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> I put her down so and I'm how like, much time? I'm so sorry. Like, please do not scream. You don't have to go to the cops. <laughs> Just, don't report me. Yeah. <laughs> how much time did you do? Uh, well, 
six months probation. Uh, <laughs> well, now he would be yeah, under now, investigation yeah. by the EEOA. Over yep. there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me and oh, Reggie yeah. be sharing mm -hmm. a cell. Yes, you would. Ten years ISO cubes. You and you and Reggie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I did the same thing. I went to the Holly Dazzle Parade and. I saw John Lastman standing on the curb watching the parade. I went up and put him in a headlock. <laughs> only it wasn't John Lastman. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and the guy was like, what do you want? What do you want? It's <laughs> like, whoops, sorry, sir. Sorry about that. We'll be back with Hour 3 of the Tom Bernard Show.